Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you are awake on your Thursday, well, good morning to you. We are chugging our way through another overnight, and by chugging, I do not mean chugging alcohol. I just mean chugging like a train, (laughs) chugging like a loaded truck going up a really steep hill. We're chugging along like a little engine that could. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can find me on Twitter, Radio. And then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Kind of funny, in response to my post about mom's birthday this week, I saw one man wrote and said, you should have mom on the show, which we've done four to five times. Uh, Most of those appearances by mom predate producer Jay, but she was on the show from her own home (laughs) going back to Christmas of 2021. Because I drove to Houston, took Penny with me, took a Comrex with me, which is the piece of equipment we use to do broadcast remotely. And I was doing it from the super secret location in my mom's spare bedroom. We had the whole thing set up, pillows all the way around the room to turn it into uh, a more of a, a studio quality sound. And also to mute the noise so that my mom and her husband, who were asleep on the other side of the house, well, really only a closet and a bathroom in between us, they swear they never heard me, which was awesome. But because I was doing the show Christmas week from mom's spare bedroom, we had her on the show, and it was great. So that was the last time, but she was on the show at least three times before that, and I'm pretty sure two of those have been preserved on our YouTube channel. So if you would like to get to to know a little more about mom and her knowledge of sports, well, you can always find those conversations on our YouTube channel, which is named after the show, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. So yeah, mom is awesome. Uh, This listener then responded with, you should have her on the show after you get married. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll have her on the show to talk about her impressions of the wedding. (laughs) So I have this specific song picked out that will not only signal my standing at the back of the chapel, but will be playing as I walk down the aisle. It's a secret. There are only a couple of people who know, but I chose this song, oh, at least 15 years ago. Just similar to wanting to do a honeymoon in Hawaii. I've known for years that this would be the song that played when I walked down the aisle. 
I cannot tell you for obvious reasons because it has to be a secret from Bob and from everybody else who's in the chapel. Anyway, my mom has been trying to talk me out of it (laughs) because she says she will cry. Well, mom, I'm sorry about that, but this is the song. I picked it years and years ago. This is the song. And (laughs) no, 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 don't do that. You'll cry. Well, I don't think I will, but even if I do, it'll be okay. It's an event, a long-awaited answer to prayer worth crying tears over. So if I do cry, well, then it's okay. But what about your makeup? No, you can't play that song. Mom, it's not your choice. I'm sorry. In many of the wedding conversations, I have gone with your opinion or have been willing to consider your opinion because I love you and you're my mom and you're the person on the planet who knows me better than anyone. But there have been a couple of different situations where I've had to overrule. And this is one of them. The song is your choice. I got to I gotta stick with you on that one Thank for sure. You, you got to stand your ground firm. That's yeah, your oh, song. You've had it Jay, chosen. Jay, you know me. You know yeah. how stubborn I am. But yes, 15 years at least I've had this song. That's just, it's just. Special song. It's a special mm-hmm. moment that you've been yes. planning in your head that you've yes. had it. Yeah, you got to stick firm on that one. That's the song. And also, like you said, crying at a wedding. What's wrong with that? That's a, it's a happy day. No, absolutely. There will be many tears of joy. And I have no doubt I will probably not be able to get through my vows or Bob's vows without crying. My mom even thinks my brother may cry because he and I are so tight. And he's going to be walking me down the aisle. So I could, I, I'm sure there'll be some tears. Oh, absolutely. We're Italian family. For half of us. So we are definitely criers. We're very emotional. But yeah, mom's concerned about it that she will cry. You just got to say sorry on that one. I I love you, mom. I'll give you some tissues. (laughs) Make sure you have them handy. (laughs) Did she offer an alternative song or just not that one? Uh, I think if it was her choice, it probably would be the traditional wedding march but that's ne- that was never what i was going to walk down the aisle to yeah I'm, I'm not kidding this song has been it's been hard to keep the secret too because bob wants to know kind of i don't think he really wants to know i think he wants to be surprised but he would like to have a hint or so and i just i can't no hints no hints no hints whatsoever i actually may have told him that it was a song i wasn't sure he knew because it's it's I wouldn't say it's a pop song or anything. <laughs> so it's it's uh, unique. It's got some history to it. So I am looking forward to it. I'll tell you after the fact. How about that? That's good. In fact, I'll even let you play it after the fact. Okay. I like okay, that. cool. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If you would like to hear your other wedding questions answered or popular, frequently asked questions about the wedding, we've got videos for that too on our YouTube channel. And I said to producer Jay recently, do you think we'll do one more video before the wedding actually happens, which is in mid-December. And he said, I don't know. I'm not sure we have enough questions. But he did say questions are still coming in. But then I was thinking, why don't we combine it? We'll do a holiday. Because we always do a holiday version of Ask Amy Anything. We'll do a holiday version, and maybe he'll work in a few more of the wedding questions. I don't think we've ever done a Thanksgiving-themed Ask Amy Anything. We did no? Christmas. We did Halloween. May- I don't know if we did Halloween. We did Halloween-themed videos last we year. We did. We did. In fact, we should repost those. Producer <laughs> Jay and Amy tried to carve a pumpkin. Yeah, it was awful. We also a did ago. a Halloween candy one, right? Uh, we, yes. Yeah, we did a Stairway to Seven yes. ranking our Halloween candy. We should repost that. That'll be fun. 
when I go to the grocery store in a few hours, I would have to be aware of the Halloween candy aisle. I cannot, I cannot be stockpiling on Halloween candy. I already have. <laughs> what kind are you giving out? I got some sour. Well, giving out is, you know, I, I meant more for me. Oh. But yeah, but we have some Sour Patch Kids. <gasps> um, Where are mine? I, I don't have any on me. Wow. I should have brought Holding out on, on me. me. That's on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some chocolate in there with the, um, like, you know, the, the variety bag that has, like, the Hershey's, the Reese's, the, uh, what are those ones? Cookies and cream Hershey's? I don't, you Whoa. don't like those, do you? Uh, I'm more of the golden. Oh, yeah. Those the golden good. Hershey. Golden chocolate, I mean. So, yeah, we got a nice little variety, a little sour, little chocolate. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters at your house? It dep- it varies. I live in like a uh, like development area, so they kind of come in waves. Like these large groups will come, and then you won't get anyone for like twenty hmm. minutes, half hour. Some years I've gotten a lot. Some we've gotten not many, but kind of varies on the weather too. Gotcha. I suppose I better get some candy just in case we have a few. Uh, but I generally, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm tr- I'm usually trying to turn off all the lights and act like I'm not home. But it's a Tuesday, so I don't know how that's gonna go. Yeah, it, I mean, you could put a bucket outside. <laughs> a couple pieces of candy. But I just bucket. never understood this tradition of you buy candy and then give it away to people who come up to your door and say, yo, can I have some candy? Yeah, that's essentially it. <laughs> right? Not much more to it. Yeah. I mean, wh- for those people who don't have a lot of money, like, oh, well, I guess you could, I'm trying to think of what else in my house I could give them. Um, change. Ch- yeah, right. Change. That's also money. I do have some cookies in the freezer, but I don't know how many I have. Plus, I don't want to give them away. Oh, I have wedding cupcakes in the freezer. Cupcakes work. No, I'm not giving away my wedding cupcakes, wedding samples, because my brother and Bobber, mm. they have final say. They're trying them this weekend. Ooh. What else do you have in the fridge? The freezer, you mean? Freezer. Um, Cheese. I was going to say that, weirdly. <laughs> oh, remember the last time you were at my house, you brought... Sweet potato fries? Yeah. I have those. There you go. Give the kids some sweet potato fries. As well as some crinkle fries that my dog sitter left Perfect. all in the freezer. I guess I could just cook them up and put them on a... You don't even have to cook them. Uh, oh, stop it. Could, I could put them in the oven, cook them on a tray, and then hold the tray out for people I'll to grab. To be honest, if I was trick-or-treating and I go to the house and they had like little trays fries. of fries with ketchup, that would just be okay. That would I would be I would be pretty into that. That would be just okay. That would just be okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Meaning it would be good. Oh me. Oh, got it. Okay. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. We're weird, and we definitely recognize that. And if you are excited about Halloween this weekend, well, more power to you. It's not really my thing, but maybe I will put some fries on. <laughs> a cookie sheet I and, I love that and bake them in the oven and then hand them out. Just say, be careful, they're hot. <laughs> Would you like some ketchup? <laughs> it's genius. Thank you. It's a good way to clean out the freezer. <laughs> yeah. I got some fries. And I've also got I told here. you last year I had fresh cookies made and people were eating cookies off cookie sheets. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I guess I could do that. I would put on a new mask and come back. The problem is I have a medical procedure on Tuesday, so I do not know how into Halloween I will be. But it might be this weekend. I think more people would probably come on Saturday. Think so? I don't know. Saturday, Sunday? Not really sure about that. I feel like they're going to come Tuesday. My area, usually it's the day of. Hmm. But like in the afternoon, right? Because it's little kids. They come before it gets dark. Yeah, they'll come around like, I don't know, 3.30, 4 o'clock. I'm going to still be sleeping for heaven's sakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that right. (laughs) So producer Jay, what did you do to replace Brock Purdy or to 
hedge your bets against Brock Purdy in fantasy? Well, so actually last week before the games, I picked up Deshaun Watson, who was on my waiver wire before I knew, before he got hurt and everything. Because I, I, Purdy was like, you know, he was got people were out. I had a bench spot open. I was like, ah, maybe I'll just put Deshaun on my bench, see what happens. Hmm. But now, obviously, I had to drop him. And now with this new news, my waiver wire at quarterback, at quarterback is pretty thin. I think my best option might be Derek Carr. Derek Carr was available on my waiver wire as well, but you know who I picked up? Who? I went back and forth between C.J. Stroud oh, and nice. Matthew Stafford. I actually ended up picking up C.J. Stroud. I would love that. If he was available, I would take him in a second. But, yeah, he's been long gone in my league. Well, he was gone initially in my league, but somebody got rid of him. <laughs> I don't Because he, didn't the Texans have a bye last week? Uh, yeah. So maybe that's yeah. why. Maybe they picked up a different quarterback because he had a bye, and they thought they didn't have a roster spot for him. Happens. Something along those lines. Yeah, I had to get rid of the Steelers' defense because I didn't have a roster spot left, and now I'm stuck with the Commanders, which I may have to go and find a new defense. But either way, he was available. So I thought long-term, he might be a better option than Matthew Stafford. Um, and it's not because I don't think Matthew is tremendous and he's got some really impressive numbers lately. Uh, but because they're playing at Dallas this weekend, I wasn't sure that I wanted to start Stafford uh, because that Dallas defense is so good. So I picked up C.J. Stroud. And right now, have C.J. in my starting lineup because the Texans come off their bye and they are, don't tell me, they're on the road at Carolina. So I kind of liked that matchup a little bit. It's a great matchup. I, I think Stroud might be a better option, honestly, even if Purdy gets healthy moving really? forward. Yeah. Huh. I mean, he, he has, we threw the one interception the other week for his first one. But, but then it, two this past weekend. True. Forgot about that. But it's this season, he's throw, he's shown that he's had the patience. I mean, it's just for fantasy purposes wise, that's n- not minus points on your roster, which is good. Mm. And he, they throw a lot. So I think Purdy, I think Stroud could be a better option than Purdy in fantasy moving forward. Interesting. I was hoping Dak Prescott would be available, but he wasn't. Although, considering what Jerry Jones said about him, uh, as long as the offensive line is holding up in front of Dak, he is one of the league's best QBs. I'm paraphrasing, but he did his weekly appearance on our Dallas affiliate 105.3 The Fan. I think Dak will go, uh, can can elevate his play uh, with his supporting cast. And that's trite even almost to say that, but it will elevate his play as we uh, have a better execution in the offensive line. We've got some things to work on from last week in the offensive line. But uh, his play will elevate as he gets help, which is uh, not help, but as we have less breakdown and, and more success there. So it's interesting to look at what the Cowboys have done to this point offensively and there have been a couple of more anemic games but they are top 10 in rushing yards per game so that's a tribute to the o-line as well as to tony pollard Um, they're top five in points per game and also top five in points against meaning how many points they give up or how few points they give up. And remember the last game against the Chargers, there weren't a lot of points either way. Uh, It was a 20-17 to victory for the Cowboys. Um, And Dak Prescott just had the one touchdown, but he got sacked five times. So that was a bit of a concern. He didn't have a lot of an opportunity to throw. You know, he got hurried and pressured and, you know, another six hits. C.D. Lamb, that top receiver for the Cowboys, um, and then it was Tony Pollard. 
kind of using that short passing game as a way to get the ball out quickly. Um, at times, a shorter passing game, you know, guys coming out of the flat or cro- shallow crossing routes, those can even simulate what a run game would do, something similar in terms of getting rid of the ball and protecting your quarterback. So he did pass for 275 yards, but just had the one touchdown and was under siege a bunch. So just going with that game and what you hear Jerry Jones say on our Dallas affiliate with Shannon, uh, Sean and RJ, 105.3 The Fan, you know, maybe referring to the fact that Dak saw a lot of pressure, that there was a lot of um, traffic in front of him, and he did have to extend plays a little bit, and he, he was under pressure, but he still had a fairly high completion rate. Um, and what Jerry's saying is his play can be even better. The offense can have even more options and maybe even have a downfield option Um, more so if he's got more time to throw. But what about the trade deadline? (laughs) This this might be my favorite Jerry of the week. I like where we are with our personnel today. And so I'm not uh, thinking in any way that we need to uh, upgrade our roster. We're good. We're all good. No trade deadline deals here. But remember, he could just be running interference. He could just be setting up a smoke screen to throw other teams and players off the scent. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Cowboys are back in play this weekend. They come off the bye. And, of course, the Eagles just took a step back with that loss. And so now you've got the the Eagles and the Cowboys separated by just one game in the loss column. I'm using my air quotations, of course, because it all evens out. But the Eagles, 6-1. and one, The Cowboys, 4-2. and two. And this is strange. I have no idea why. Maybe it's some part of the schedule that was explained somewhere that I just didn't see. No teams on by this week. So after six teams on by last week, no teams on by this week. Why? Is there some reason for that? I don't, I don't remember odd. if that's normally the case or not, but uh-uh. I don't think, so, I, don't right? think yeah. so. I think generally they go all the way through with teams on by. Not sure if it has to do with the international component of the schedule, which starts in November. Don't really know, but every team is playing this weekend. It could definitely have something to do with the Germany games, yeah. Week eight. That's where we are, you guys. Week eight. How did we get to week eight and the final weekend in October? I do love October, but I'm always happy when it's over, too. Be over, October. October over. <laughs> Take the over in October. <laughs> Why am I an idiot? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence coming up. A new hire in the Bay Area and another managerial opening in Major League Baseball. Also, did you wonder whether or not Mad Dog returned to work? Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio. I was kind of thinking there might be an opening over there. I posted that on Twitter and, of course, People that don't know my sarcasm and that sarcasm is my love language. Uh, They were responding with, are you leaving? Don't tell me you're leaving. (laughs) You guys. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hours podcast. We obviously reached some really high highs during his his tenure here, um, and that's I think in a way what makes it so difficult for us to to be here and uh, have to turn the page on on his tenure. I don't think we um, did the best job for him. You know, it's, uh, but. At the end of the day, it's kind of it's part of the business. Um, as a as a team, we haven't um, you know, done a very good job these last two years. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. First, the voice of Giants president of bas- uh, baseball operations, Farhan Zaidi, who, by the way, just received a contract extension. Because there was big news with the Giants on Wednesday, but also the voice of Logan Webb, who admits that for Gabe Kapler, they're part of the reason why he did not return or will not return to the Giants in 2024, why he was let go. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk about the Bay Area a little bit because there is a new manager in place, and that would be Bob Melvin. Wow, returning to the Bay Area... Remember, he left the A's, and when he did a couple years ago, it was thought that he would be retiring. Instead, he ends up with the San Diego Padres, but after, well, you want to talk about a surprise year. After a year in which the Padres woefully underachieved, despite all the money they spent, he's decided that he would rather return to the Bay Area. Now, there are personal ties there, and he talks about those. But, of course, the obvious question is, why the Giants instead of the Padres? I really don't want to get too much into the San Diego situation other than the fact that I really enjoyed my time there. Um, Some things transpired last year in a difficult year for the team with high expectations. I think there was a narrative at the end that probably wasn't going to go away with me being on my last year of my contract. And I think as far as that organization goes, it's probably not fair if that narrative continued through, you know, next year. All things considered, uh, this opportunity uh, came about. And, you know, for for all the reasons I stated, this feels like the right one for me. But I very much enjoyed my time in San Diego. It just seems like with a lot of things that were were popping up there, it just was was time to move on. He's been 20 years in the big leagues as a manager. And you hear him say that because of some things that happened with the Padres and how tough the year was and with a contract that was likely expiring and wouldn't be renewed, then it was the best opportunity for him to move on and not only spare the franchise that narrative, but also find something that felt like it was a better fit, but that also makes him really happy 
And you can hear that in his voice when he talks about the San Francisco Giants and talks about the Bay Area. This is kind of a surreal moment for me. Um, you know, I grew up around here, as everybody knows, a absolute crazy Bay Area sports fan. You know, whether it was Cal and Stanford, whether it was the 49ers and the Raiders, whether it was the Giants and the A's, the Warriors, I was into it all. For me, this isn't even something as a kid you could even dream of, to, to be able to not only play here, manage here, go to Cal, manage the A's. Uh, it's not something you even dream about. So at some point in time, this will sink in. I'm going to assume that it was just an oversight in the excitement of being named Giants manager that he did not also include the Sharks in the Bay Area team list. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. He was telling the story during his introductory press conference of how when he would lead a team into the stadium, it's changed names, right? But when he would visit San Francisco as a manager in the other dugout, he would often do a little daydreaming about what it would be like to wear a Giants uniform again, right? So he would take time to look around at McCovey Cove uh, and he would himself just kind of take it all in and think about this as his dream job. His quote was, maybe someday, hopefully. There were always times here, I can admit that now, that I was hoping at some point I'd come back. And now he has a three-year contract. And, I mean, you can hear it in his voice, the renewed energy, certainly the great anticipation. But it's a dream come true. For him, at 62 years old, his dreams are finally coming true. To be back here and, and, and be in an area that, to me, is so important and the Giants are so synonymous with the city. You know, it, it really is. San Francisco is the Giants. The Giants are San Francisco. And I don't think anybody understands that more than I do. And no one is going to be as responsible and, and caring and, and know this matters uh, to the city, what this team means to the city. Well, congratulations to Bob Melvin. What have you done for me lately? That's always part of the equation when it comes to managers and coaches. There is no job security or very little job security. Uh, There's only a a select few that have earned the right to leave on their own terms or they have the relationship with the owners in which um, they've earned that right. But Gabe Kapler took the Giants to a franchise record 107 wins in 21 and had a winning record. But three days left in the Giants season, he was fired. And it seems like this was mutual with the Padres because they granted permission for Melvin to talk to the Giants, even though they had him under contract for another year and not looking for any compensation. They're just letting him go, letting him out of his contract. And so it seems neat. Doesn't seem messy. Probably is the actual, you know, you hear the phrase all the time, a mutual parting of ways. This probably actually was a mutual parting of ways. So now there's a job open in San Diego where it's going to take some strong leadership to get them back on track. Definitely a lot of question marks there. And, And there's even been some talk that they'll start trading some of these pieces that they spent so much money for. So we don't know what that Padres roster will look like in 24. 
There's another opening. And with ties to the Bay Area, Dusty Baker, longtime manager of the Giants. So he had reportedly been telling people that he was likely going to step away from managing and that 2023 would be his last year as a manager, regardless of what happened with the Astros. And the report came from, shoot, don't tell me, oh, The Athletic. That he'd been telling not just family, but actually people inside the Astros organization that he was done after 23. But we didn't have any confirmation from him until Wednesday. And so, yes, he is in fact retiring after stints with the Nationals, the Reds, the Cubs, the Giants, and then the Astros where he finally won a World Series ring. He's mid-70s now. And his smile, still evident, still loved, loves. I'm sure it's not past tense now. Still loves baseball. But after 26 seasons, has decided that his Hall of Fame career is, is done. Gosh, what he did for Houston, that's another chapter that very few managers would have been willing to take on. But not only did he take it on in the wake of the cheating and the scandal and players who were still there who were part of it, not only did he take that on, but he cleaned it up. And he established them again with credibility and with respectability. And I've said it over and over. There's no way Dusty Baker would allow cheating. As much as he is a player's manager, and we hear that a lot. In fact, cool story from Ryan Dempster that we'll share here in a second. He wants his guys to feel free to be them. He wants them to be the stars. He never wants to be the star. But he also doesn't want his reputation to be tarnished by something that's happening on his On his roster. Now, people point to him as the manager with Barry Bonds. And yes, he managed during the steroid era. So I guess you could hold that against him, but you'd have to hold it against all of Major League Baseball, to be sure. But this is kind of a cool story from uh, Ryan Dempster from 2006. and, And he told it on MLB Network. Dusty Baker called me up into his office in 2006, but halfway through the season, he knew he was going to be let go by the Cubs. They weren't bringing him back for 2007. And he looked me in the eyes. I never had this happen. He said, what are your incentives? And I said, what? He said, what are your incentives? I said, I have incentives for games finished because I was closing at the time, which they had moved from game starts to games finished. Well, we weren't very good. You know what he did? He brought me into 64 games finished that year. He brought me in every chance he could. And guess what it mm-hmm. gave me? An extra 1.5 in the bank account with some zeros on the end. That, that's the kind of man he was looking out for his players. That's why you hear players manager. Like, I, to me, I never heard of anybody doing that before. And the fact that he did, did that knowing he was gone, like, took care of me, always treated me great. I have nothing mm-hmm. but love and respect for him. And he deserves to ride off on that sunset out into that farm in California, <laughs> sit there, grow his wine, play with his grandkids, have a great time. Enjoy it, man. You deserve it all. Congratulations, Dusty. I love that. That's just one example of why players really 
enjoy playing for him. But also, he's he's won. And now he has the last piece of hardware, the World Series ring. But in his tenure, they never failed to reach the American League Championship Series. And there's been turnover. Essentially, the entire roster has turned over, all but four guys. And so I am happy for him. He clearly was rejuvenated with this challenge in Houston. And they got the best of Dusty Baker. He smiled. He laughed. He told stories. He enjoyed himself. So he absolutely gets to ride off into the sunset now with with peace and with all kinds of time to practice, years to practice his Hall of Fame acceptance speech. All right, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. Trying to think what I want to do next. You know, we've got football coming up on Thursday night, so maybe a little bit of diving into Bucks and Bills and where they stand as we kick off week number eight. Yeah, that sounds like fun. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Too many penalties. Um, I think anytime you're consistently hurting yourself, getting behind the chains, it's, you don't make your job any easier. Just simple things, you know. A lot of a lot of pre-snap penalties for us, which is just sloppy. You can't have it. You need to clean it up. I'm gonna watch this film and, and find a way to to get there, whatever it is. Um, you know, our season's not over. It's a long season. You know, it feels pretty bleak right now, but um, you know, we're we're gonna figure it out. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. What if I asked you the question, what do Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen have in common? Other than being NFL quarterbacks and starting quarterbacks at this point, you wouldn't think a whole lot, right? Josh is a completely different body type. He's more like a Cam Newton, how big and strong and and. I mean, he's tough. He's 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 a bulldozer when he wants to be. He shouldn't be as much, but when he wants to be. Baker Mayfield, he's shorter. He's had a different journey now with his fourth team, right, in the last just over a year. Browns, Panthers. It's been about a year and a half now. Browns, Panthers, Rams, and then Bucks. You wouldn't think they'd have a whole lot in common. Their their personalities are very different, very different. And their paths to this point. I mean, Baker was a Heisman Trophy winner, a number one overall draft pick. Josh Allen, not a slouch, but there were questions about him coming out of school because of Wyoming, right? There just wasn't a whole lot that was known about him. But other than that, even now, like the the way they play football is very different. So again, you wouldn't think they have a lot in common. Except right now, both their teams are scuffling on offense. And get this, this is also something you never would have expected going into week eight. They each have three losses. They have the same number of losses in the NFL. That's astounding to me. It's not so much that the Bills have three losses because as you hear Josh say, There's a lot of season ahead, and there is. Everything that they want is still in front of them. But there's less of a margin for error now because the defense has suffered some major defections due to injuries. 
They're a veteran team, similar to the Bucks, right? So they should be able to pull themselves out of this. But they're the three-time defending champions in the AFC East. And the offense routinely, more than once, is going two quarters, even three quarters without scoring. How about this? Ten points in the first half of its last three games combined. You cannot have a slow start like that. And Stephon Diggs, he knows it. They all know it. It's not so much, you know, in one individual. You know, I think about it as a conduct, as a collective unit. Uh, we all could be better. We all could be better in many ways. You know what I'm saying? Things happen out there. Uh, I try not to live in the past too much, but more so learn from it uh, each week. We learned a different lesson as to why, why not, or the things we should do or things we can do to get better. I mean, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So kind of like fine-tuning a little bit, flip the page just a little bit more, and uh, more so just get in tune and back to being us. So it's Devon Diggs, Josh Allen. They're definitely on the same page. There's no more drama there. They've got each other's backs. That's not a factor. Stephon's getting plenty of targets. The run game to me is a factor. I can't always tell if it's a priority with Sean McDermott or his coaching staff. It's it's Ken Dorsey, who's the offensive coordinator, but can't always tell whether or not they really do want to run the ball or if it's more of a, we talked about smoke screens last segment, if it's more of just an illusion. Here, we, we're going to pretend like we really want to run the ball. We don't. And I know there's been more talk of Josh not taking the risks and scrambling or having designed run plays, even though he's, as I say, a really big body. He's a load. I don't mind the turnovers so much with Josh Allen when they come from a place of yeah, being bold, being aggressive. But there's there's some moments, and both he and Baker would be in the same place and this regard, where you think, huh, that was a throw a rookie would make. Trying a little bit too much, getting a little bit too cute. Maybe not using wisdom to know, okay, this is not an opportunity where I should be going for it and being aggressive. And turnovers are a major issue for the Bucks right now. Six turnovers in their last four games, and most recently in their own division for first place, Baker throws a pick with three and a half minutes left on the clock, something like that. And so they're frustrated because they can't put points on the board. They're having trouble and they're dealing with the turnovers, have dropped back-to-back games. Meanwhile, the Bills, while it's not always turnovers, it's these slow starts. And so Josh, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about whether or not he should run less, run more. They're trying to figure this out. What What is their identity on offense? Trying to get it in the playmakers' hands. And um, those guys are a lot shiftier and a lot faster than I am that we have outside. So the, the more opportunities we can get the ball in their hands, the better. You know, he's the uh, same Josh Allen, and that's what you look for in top quarterbacks. Just you want to be even keel, whether it's you, you have a lot of success or you don't have as much success. You want to see a, a guy that's the same guy each and every day. Von Miller, good to see him back on the field especially as the defense has lost some key pieces. But he says Josh remains the same. I mean, you know that when you have a team whose leaders are the hardest workers and who care the most, who are willing to to do whatever it takes 
to break out of a slump or to, to figure out the problems, the challenges. You can definitely hear it in Josh's voice every time he speaks now. I mean, even, I wouldn't say resignation, but even some frustration when he says, hey, if we knew what was wrong, well, we would change it, but we don't. We're trying to figure it out as well. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> I I thought this was funny, too. Uh, we don't have the audio, but I'll read you the quote. Uh, so, someone asked Todd Bowles about the offense in Buffalo. Right now, Todd Bowles is the head coach in Tampa. But asked, he was asked, because he's a defensive guy, right? So the defense for the Buccaneers has got well, it's his because he was the D coordinator before he took over the head coaching job from Bruce Arians. And so he was asked about the offense in Buffalo and his response is, I don't know what's going on exactly. We've got to worry about ourselves more than we worry about them. <laughs> it's true. Truth, coach, truth. Yeah, the Bucks have dropped three of their last four. The Bills have dropped two of their last three. And something's got to give. It's good to know you won't go 0-17. <laughs> well, yes, but that can't be your bar. That can't be that can't be where you set the bar. <laughs> That's one of the games in week eight that I think has a lot riding on it. There's some tension there uh, because it's got so much riding on it. Uh, but there's obviously many more. And this is just your precursor peak at the schedule, if you will. We talked about Rams and Cowboys. Cowboys coming off a bye, critical for them. They had a lot they wanted to work on, but also they're trying to keep up with the Eagles in the NFC East and maybe pick up uh, a little ground now because the Eagles had a loss two weeks ago to the Jets. So uh, they've got – I feel like I looked at their schedule. I'd have to look again. And they play in pretty – no, they don't. I take it back. I was going to say they – play in pretty close succession, but they don't. They actually play Eagles and Giants back-to-back. Then they've got a break before they take on the Commanders. So they do have all three other NFC East teams coming up in the month of October. So Cowboys and the rest of the NFC East, they tangle. Did I say October? I'm sorry, November. They that My apologies. They tangle in November. So that's a big game for them because then they're going into what is a a tough portion of their schedule against the rivals in the division. Hmm. New England at Miami may or may not have Tyree kill. That's a big deal. He did not practice on Wednesday because of a hip injury that he's dealing with. And we'll hear more from Tua next hour. Jets and Giants. Would you say that's a critical matchup, Jay? Would you say that's an after hours game of the week candidate? It's definitely possible. Is it? It's a pretty big game for both teams, I'd say. Well, yeah, but not not in the scope of the NFL. I don't think uh, so. I said it's possible. Uh, I will veto that if it comes up. <laughs> Philly and Washington this weekend. Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. That's a big one, too. Of course, our Game of the Week polls tomorrow night. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 